Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. We're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct messages. My name's Andrew, it's great that you've joined us today and uh, I'm going to be sharing a short message over the next few minutes about Jubilee and uh, it seems quite fitting obviously with this week ahead we're looking at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. How amazing is that? In fact this last week I found out my old Bible that I was presented to celebrate her Silver Jubilee many moons ago back in 1977. There we go, there's the evidence, Andrew Day, age three and I was also presented with a silver coin any of you got one of these at the time uh, to celebrate that in our together service today our children are going to be presented with a jubilee goodie bag lots of things in there including this bible which well the book of john the new testament uh, of john there and uh, they're going to be having their own copy of that well however we're going to celebrate the queen's platinum jubilee whether it's street parties or garden parties or just enjoying a couple of extra days off work, I want to draw our attention today to a, another jubilee that's mentioned in the Bible. And in fact, it wasn't just an extra couple of days off work, it was a whole year of jubilee. And in the Old Testament part of the Bible, uh, we discover that every 50 years, ram's horns would sound across the land and the Israelites would hear that and know it marked the year of jubilee uh, as that sound went out is a time of feasting and celebration but also it was a, an opportunity and a system that got put in place to level the field economically to prevent greed to um, break bonds of slavery to provide um, stability and peace and hope but it also powerfully revealed the heart of God uh, and his kingdom and his sovereignty and his mercy. And, um, you know, during this uh, last couple of years, we've heard banded about the phrase, the great reset, or that there's, there is a reset. This was like God's great reset that happened every 50 years, 50 years. And it brought people back to his plan. It repositioned them to him. And maybe this morning you're ready for something fresh. Maybe you're ready for a repositioning in your life. Well, I hope that this, these three aspects that I'm going to share about the year of the jub of Jubilee will resonate with your hearts and help us to reposition and realign our hearts with God's. So if you've got your Bibles with you, uh, great. But I would encourage you to read Leviticus 25 in your own time. I'm just going to be sharing one or two things from it. But Le Leviticus chapter 25 tells us all about the year of Jubilee. And the first thing is that we see in verses 1 to 22 is that the year of Jubilee was also about rest rest it's i have to say it's something that i don't do particularly well it's uh, something i have to work at resting which seems an ironic ironic kind of statement um, a while back someone lent me a book called um, the ruthless elimination of hurry it's by someone called john mark comer and uh, i found myself so busy that i didn't actually pick it up to read it and these two years on i've just started reading it um, god commanded the israelites as we read in this passage to rest 
on the Sabbath year uh, to give the land a rest, to give livestock a rest, to give the rest from harvesting. And uh, there was a whole year in the year of Jubilee then that they were to rest. And uh, could you imagine telling your boss that? I mean, fair play, getting an extra couple of days off with a bank holiday, but approaching your boss and saying, hey, uh, I'm just going to take a whole year off, a whole year of Jubilee off, um, just to give myself a rest. Well, that's what we're reading here. There was a long rest for the land, for animals, for his people. And when we read about rest, we see that when God created the world on the seventh day, book of Genesis, it tells us that God rested. He instituted the principle of of rest uh, and through the Sabbath. And in fact, it's the fourth commandment, isn't it? To, to um, observe the Sabbath, to set it apart, to dedicate it to God, to rest. And the Bible speaks so much about rest. There's an, there's an emphasis on resting. And rest isn't just about getting time off from whatever we're doing. It's a spiritual principle with powerful implications. And so the Israelites had to learn this principle in the year of Jubilee, that in resting there was a reliance of God in not being able to harvest their own crops and to, to, um, to, 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 to look after the cattle and so on. There was, a, there was a reliance on God. There was a trusting God in that time. And in rest, we see that there's restoration. And I'm going to come back to that later. Secondly, we also see in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 23 to 34, that we, there were another key aspect of the year of Jubilee was redemption, was redemption. Families, this is an incredible thing that took place. Families had the right to buy back land and property from those who had it, so it could go back to the original owners of that land. But it wasn't only property, it was also people. And we read that in verses 35 to 55. And people would often become so poor in of themselves that they sold themselves uh, to work for others, to pay off their debts or to bring finance to their families. And then sadly, that is still the case today in a number of cultures across our world. In fact, in the past, I'm sure some of you will be familiar with uh, Bishop Sadir that's been over and shared some of those stories, uh, that slaves could be redeemed when a price was paid for their freedom. And um, so families and friends and even themselves had that opportunity to buy back or to pay back to bring about their freedom and their redemption. And uh, thinking of Bishop Sadir, it reminds me that our men's life group actually saved money and raised some money to pay the debt for three uh, women that were caught up in uh, prostitution, working in the red light area in, in India. They were trapped in a lifestyle. They couldn't find a way out. Some were forced into it to bring an income to their poor families. It's such immense poverty. And uh, in raising money, uh, we were able to pay off the pimp uh, who they said owned them and bring about their freedom. They were freed from that sense of slavery. And in this year of Jubilee, we see God's heart for justice. We see God's heart for mercy and God's heart for compassion. And you know what? That's something we need to pray and be moved in in our lives today. In the face of injustice, there's so many injustices that we've seen across the world, even in this last week in the news, and oftentimes lack of compassion. You know, God is still a God of redemption. And I wonder how in our lives we can demonstrate his love, his compassion, his mercy and his justice. And then thirdly, we see 
that the year of Jubilee was also marked in release, release. And we see that in verses 35 to 55, that following on from redemption, the year of Jubilee was also about release. There was a release of debt. There was a release of slaves, a release of poverty, from poverty, a release of the burden of living in struggle. Um, And there was also a release, though, of hope, of victory, of peace, of freedom. Going back to that story I shared a a moment ago about our life group raising money for to release some of those uh, ladies caught up in prostitution that at their release once the debt had been paid there they'd uh, Bishop Sadia and his team would get doves and pass them on to the ladies and they would let them go and there'd be like a sense of victory and freedom as they let that dove go uh, and, they, and they saw that in their own lives. The dove was just kind of a symbol of that freedom that they were entering into as they were released from that lifestyle. How powerful the year of Jubilee must have been. How powerful for those who were caught up in poverty and uh, enslaved. How powerful that sound must have been that marked the start of the year of Jubilee when the ram's horns sounded across the land. How thankful they must have been knowing that they'd been released from those situations. And I'm sure there was also a sound of rejoicing and praise to God as they discovered their freedom. Those horns really represented a sound of freedom and a sound of release. Well, we might think as we looked at that story there about the year of Jubilee, that that was great and how amazing for those people then, uh, but, and that it has little really for us now. But I want to encourage us that it, there is even more for us now in this year of Jubilee uh, through Jesus Christ. And because there was this one day and it, on the, in the Sabbath year where Jesus stood up in the temple and he was handed a scroll and a, he unrolled the scroll and he read it from Isaiah 61 and it alludes to the year of Jubilee. And, it's, and it says that in Luke chapter 4 that Jesus, as he unrolled this scroll and he read from it and it says, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Then we read on that as everyone heard him, they looked at him. Everyone was looking at Jesus intently as he read from that scripture in Isaiah chapter 61. And it, then he said this, the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. You see, Jesus is our jubilee. Jubilee had arrived in him. He's the good news for the poor, for the brokenhearted. He releases the captives. He's our healer. He's our freedom. And he is our rest. He is our rest. You know, we can get caught up in the busyness and business of life that even our rest time can be time that we fill up with stuff and various things that we cram into our lives. When really we need to create a space and a time for God to minister to us, to learn to be, to stop, to be still, to know that he is God, to lean in and to lean on, to rely on God in that time of stillness. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 29, we read that Jesus then said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He understood 
the, the pressures and the struggles of life. He understood that life can make us weary and give us burdens. But he said, come, come to me and I'll give you rest. There's a promise and an invite in what Jesus said there to come aside in life and rest in him. Uh, John Mark Homer uh, who uh, I'm reading that book, as I mentioned earlier, that he wrote. He said this, Corrie ten Boom once said that if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. There's truth in that. Both sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut off your connection to God, to other people, people and even to your soul. I just think if I'm too busy to rest in him, then I'm wrongly prioritising my life. And as we learn to rest in him, to connect with him, to be secure in him, to be shaped by him, to rediscover our, our sense of identity in him, to have a reliance on him, I, I just believe that we'll discover that he is the rest that we need and looking for. He puts the rest in our restoration. It's a place of renewal and refreshing. It's not just a place, it's a person, Jesus Christ. So I wonder today, do we need to hear that invite of Jesus to come and rest in him. But he's also our redeemer. We read about uh, the year of Jubilee being about redemption. He's our redeemer in Titus chapter two. And I love what the Amplified Version says. It says, Jesus willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good, who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. So unlike the year of Jubilee where uh, people re were redeemed by money, Christ paid, out for, paid for our redemption with his own blood through his death on the cross. Someone once said, that Christ paid a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. He paid the price of sin and we've all sinned and we all need a redeemer and we find that redeemer in Jesus Christ. He, he loves you, he died for you, he offers you and me forgiveness and his peace and a relationship with Father God, he, 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 he places us in a family, he assures us of an eternal home. And I wanna encourage you today that if you've not discovered Jesus Christ as your own personal savior and redeemer, you can reach out to him as he has reached out to you. And thirdly, we read in the year of Jubilee that it was about release. Well, he brings our release. Jesus brings our release. We read in Luke chapter four that he, Jesus said these words, he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. See, Jesus came to set people free from slavery, the slavery of sin, from addiction, past hurts, shame and guilt and unforgiveness. He, he, he has come to set us free. And this morning, I don't know what, if there's anything that would hold you back or keep you imprisoned. Uh, just hear his word for you this morning that he came to bring freedom for the captives, as we've read, and release for the prisoners. And there's a promise that we find in John chapter 8 that again Jesus said, he said, if the sun sets you free... You will be free indeed. You will be free indeed. And that today, I want to encourage you that there is freedom and release found in Jesus Christ, as well as our redemption, as well as our rest. There is release through him. Uh, there's an amazing organisation that I've recently come across called God Behind Bars, and it operates in prisons across America. 
And there was a man that was serving a 30-year sentence for an armed robbery. And uh, he, he said this in, 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 in an interview recently. He said, a prison without God is worse than any prison a man can make. God delivered me from that prison of life without him. And in 2008, began a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's an incredible story. You can go on uh, uh, God Behind Bars for yourself and have a look at some other amazing stories of men that are incarcerated in prison but have discovered absolute release and freedom in their lives through Jesus Christ. You don't have to be behind bars to be imprisoned or you could be behind bars and, and be the freest person ever. And things can hold us back things can bind us and maybe you feel that way today i want to share with you today that there is freedom and release for you through jesus christ so this this jubilee this this the queen's platinum jubilee as we've reflected on the year of jubilee in the old testament i want to encourage you that there is also release and rest and redemption through jesus christ that we can find and, and we just, uh, I just proclaim over you, uh, wherever you are in your life, wherever you're watching this, whatever time of day, whatever uh, day of the week you're watching, I want to proclaim over you that Jubilee, uh, as it was then, through Jesus Christ now, is a sound of freedom and hope. Uh, let me just pray with you before our time closes today. Father God, this year, this platinum jubilee of the queens we thank you for her we thank you for the testimony that she carries in her own life and we ask that you bless her and um, just as she looks to serve you and serve her people lord i pray that you give her wisdom and strength and refreshment and lord we also uh, look to our own lives uh, today and we thank you for what we find in you Jesus Christ we thank you that in you is our redemption we thank you that you died because of your amazing love for each one of us I pray for anyone that hasn't discovered Jesus as their saviour and redeemer today would open their hearts to you Lord for any of us that may be feeling wearisome and tired and burdened with life I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit now in this moment that we would rediscover the rest that we find in you and in your promise to come. And Lord, I pray that we would accept that invite to spend time with you, to rest in you, to be restored in you, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you for the release that you speak over us, Jesus. You spoke freedom over us, freedom indeed. And Lord, if any of us feel trapped or imprisoned by whether it's guilt or shame or past hurts and circumstances, I pray that as we open our hearts to you today, that we would know a release, uh, that we wouldn't be held back, but you'd help us to walk in freedom with you. In Jesus' mighty name.